Welcome to the garden, niggas. It's Huey. And it's Jay. And this is the Grow Bro Podcast, where we talk about shit. Uh, if you missed last week's episode, we talked about smart goals and a system of, of setting and attaining goals and stuff. It was a dope conversation. You should definitely check that out and assess how you set goals and everything. But how you feeling, bro? I'm feeling pretty good. Um, it's hot. Uh, and and uh, while I appreciate the heat, it is it is unbearable. How about you? Same. It's warming up. Uh, it's definitely air conditioned season. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, my room is always the hottest one. Oh yeah. So it's it's very unfair. Uh, but I make do. I have two fans and. Most likely, if I'm in my room, I don't have on clothes anyway, so it helps. Mm. Okay. It helps a lot. But yeah, speaking of that, let's go ahead and jump into Nigga We Made It, because, mm, well, my week hasn't been too bad, but how's your uh, week been? Uh, the week has been good. Uh, we're, we're fresh off uh, Memorial Day, so yes. uh, we we ate out and did all kinds of Wild things, cooking, uh, lots of family time. Uh, everybody came into town, um, and um, that's really it. I think the the three day weekend threw everybody off. It also made us realize as adults that um, our jobs necessary. We don't want to. We don't want to go back to work. Nobody wanted to go back to work today uh, on, t- on Tuesday, uh, and so yeah, that's that's it. What about you? Um, same. I had a chill weekend. I only worked one day. I worked Saturday, and then I was off Sunday and Monday yesterday. Uh, I went to my homie's house on Sunday and ended up having to to mediate kind of, oh, uh, you know, a little dispute. Um, mm. It sucks being sober. <laughs> amongst drunk amongst, people? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say drunk. We're just going to say inebriated. Okay. Because I feel like drunkness has like a very nasty connotation to it. Mm, You know, I'll be fair. They were intoxicated. Um, Mm. So, yeah, that was interesting. I came home and just, I crashed on my floor because I don't get in my bed if I don't take a shower. And I had been not only outside, but around a grill. So there was smoke, grill smoke Mm. all in my hair. I was like, yeah, floor, crash, I'm out. Um, I made it through a very uncomfortable moment at the barbershop today. Oh, okay. Um, I almost left. Wow. Um, one of the barbers said that acrimony was good as shit. Mm. And I questioned everything about the whole shop. That movie was not good. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see it, but I heard it was terrible. You, you just you watch it, watch it. Uh, it was just it. It wasn't that great. It was bad. Uh, but he he did hype it up though. He he gave a plot line like it was real dope. Uh, but it it's just it's just not good. It could have been so much better. I believe that it could be. Uh, or it it could have been. been so much better. It was, it was a lot of plot holes. 
a lot of things that didn't make sense. Um, like how she apparated onto the boat. Yes. Uh, the the contacts. How she randomly couldn't have children after crashing a truck into a trailer. It just it's confusing. Um, a lot of Tyler Perry movies are like that. I saw the whatever the what's that the funeral one. I did not the see last that one. one. I saw that. That was it. Wasn't good. I'll, I'll never go to a movie theater and see another Tyler Perry movie. I know we. I I got caught up because Twitter told me I got to give all my money to these black movies and shit. And I was like, hey, some of y'all don't don't deserve the dollars. Um, so yeah, I learned my lesson. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, my week's been cool. I didn't. It wasn't anything traumatic or big. Um, it's been fairly easy, fairly smooth sailing. So yeah. I do have I do have one thing, uh, and then we'll get into the main topic. So speaking of your barbershop experience, I was trying to think of what is a parallel to this viral video that is going around of this makeup artist being very rude um, or whatever to her client, uh, to this teenager. I guess she was going to the prom. Um, are you familiar with this video? Not have at you all. Seen this going on? Okay, so not. there's this video of this lady who's on. It looks like she's on Instagram Live, um, and she is being super rude to this teenager. She she's trying to talk to people on Instagram Live. She's trying to like do questions or whatever. So she turns back around. She asks the girl like, um, "Do you not want to be here? Uh, or you got like you got an attitude or whatever?" I'll try to link it. Uh, I'll try to link you the video or something like that, just for your perspective um and so i saw the video i was kind of unfazed by it because it was really just like an older woman being upset this teenager uh she's you know she's up there you know after the girl leaves because she the girl looks like she's upset um she's on ig live like i get clients i get booked all the time this ain't nothing going back and forth and i you know i wanted to feel bad for the for the girl but i i really kind of didn't because I grew up in barbershops. And so um, I was in my head like, yeah, that happens kind of like all the time in barbershops where like the barber is doing way too many things and the visible frustration is on your face. Uh, and then you get blamed for having an attitude because somebody else is being wild, careless. Yeah. Um, and so has that ever like, have you ever ran into any like super weird customer service situation um and like and like barbershops or anywhere else where you like i just want you to do your job so i can get out of here all the time um especially in the barbershop um not the one i go to now the the barber i go to now and the shop i go to now they're pretty cool at least when i'm in there but um of course when it comes to like homophobic talk it's always just like why is this even necessary just cut the fucking hair and Mm -hmm mind your business uh it's not that hard i've had barbers go get food in the middle of cutting my hair or like For sure. eat food of course they always on the phone yeah. uh i've had barbers like leave the shop for a second and go outside and talk to somebody mm-hmm. and it's just like bruh i hope you don't expect to get a tip today yeah, I've definitely I, ran I into really that. I really hope you 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 going to get this smooth twenty dollars in and or fifteen, however much the shit costs. Yeah, and I'm gonna leave <laughs> as soon as you're done. 
Okay. I'm not even going to dap you up. Because it's fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be back in two no. weeks. No, no, that's fair. Yeah. That's, I told, I keep trying to tell y'all, uh, barbershops and salons are the first uh, places that help us cope with abusive relationships. I um, would agree. And bad customer service sometimes. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember being in a barbershop. Um, uh, I might have been a teenager when I was in Philly. Uh, and my barber decided to stop cutting my hair to tell this wildly explicit story about how he had sex with uh, two women in the same day um, in excruciating okay. detail. Uh, and my haircut took like two hours. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I just want you to, I just want you to cut. He like started cutting my hair and then was like, man, I forgot to tell y'all. And then, uh, then that became me man. just sitting in a chair. When you hear and that also, click and the clip is turned off, it's like, bro. Yeah, no, yeah, oh, shit. yeah. It's a wrap. <laughs> now I'm, I'm trapped. Damn. Uh, yeah, he's got like, uh, he's got like a third of my head done, uh, and then was like, man, let me tell y'all. Uh, and so yeah. And then the click the back on for about five seconds. It don't even touch your head. <laughs> click right don't. back off. I'm don't. like, bruh. Bluetooth might have been the worst thing they ever did for uh barbershops when they started creating Bluetooth headsets. It was a wrap. But even so, they be in there talking to each other about, you know, whatever, whoever on the Lakers did whatever <laughs> on the basketball court. And it's like, bruh, do you have to, like, if you're going to cut the clippers off, keep it off until you're done. Don't get me excited that you're actually going to do your job and turn it back on just to cut it right back off three seconds later. That is real. Without even touching my head again. If you need a break, take your break, do your yelling and all your basketball standing, get it out the way, and then finish cutting my hair. <laughs> Please. And thank you. Yeah, that's funny. That is oh, true, man. though. It's super true. What an experience. Yeah, yeah. barbershops. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Does the quiet storm sound of Jay's voice get your down there parts ready for action? Do you love takes on current events, some of which you may have heard of and some which may have unfortunately missed your radar? Then make sure you check out the Just Say Words podcast. And hey, if you're not hip, you got some catching up to do. Let's get back to the show. What 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 are we what are we loving? What are, what are you what are you loving right now or leaving uh, alone? I'm leaving alone acrimony. Okay. I, <laughs> I feel like I've done I, that already, but I wouldn't do it again. I'm gonna I think let that I'm go. with you. I think I'm going to leave alone most of Tyler Perry's catalog. But you have to see <laughs> Acrimony. That's going to be your homework for this week. Next week, I expect, or I expect to see tweets from you about Acrimony with over the next week. Okay, you got it. So I can laugh. That's fair. That's fair. I'll I'll check it out. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, I think the thing I'm going to love is community. I think, uh, I am loving working with the community and being involved in more community events. So those are the things that I'm going to love. Mm. I'm starting to love the community. Just not when it's a lot of people around. That, that is exactly what community is. It's <laughs> a, it's a large group of people. <laughs> but like how much space are we talking about 
Uh oh, okay, I get it. So if you you want a large landmass with small small numbers of people, but still be community. You know, I just want space. I don't like crowds. Okay. Like if this okay. is a community and we're all, you know, on like a field where there's open space, fine. But like the community in a a club. That's why I don't go to pride events because number one, I don't drink, so I'm already going to be like, why am I here? Because I'm not drunk. And then being in cramped quarters with a bunch of niggas is just going to frustrate me. Are you going to go to ATL Pride? No. DC Pride, Black Pride was over the weekend. I stayed my ass in the house. Okay. And went to other people's houses for small, intimate gatherings. Oh, yes. We love a good intimate gathering. I am a kickback nigga. That's that's my, my that's my thing. Now, if it was like a pride kickback at somebody else with a very selective guest list, I would be down to go. I think you might have just created a thing. Pride kickbacks. Yeah. I that would be dope. I'm not throwing them, but I would attend. <laughs> okay. And I bring a bottle. Okay. Yep, I sure would. And if I'm feeling yes. very generous, I'll even pitch in for the weed that I won't smoke. Mm-mm. Now you got to bring like a the charcuterie tray, <laughs> <laughs> crackers and cheese. Yeah, you got to do that. Got to get you some. Uh, no, nah, I'm gonna wild, be a real nigga. I'm gonna meats. bring the uh, the wavy jerk barbecue, uh, wrap snack chips. Okay, look at you. Look Them at you, popping, man. Cardi B, well, who, Cardi B face on the back. So I'm gonna say Cardi B did that, but them dogs are bomb. <laughs> they are so I, good, salty as fuck, but so good. Yeah, most of the rap snacks are uh, are very intense. And then the honey dripping popcorn—that's what I'm going to love. Rap snacks. Shout out <laughs> to the hut. That's real. Yeah, but the, the honey dripping or dripping honey popcorn, whatever the Cardi B popcorn, and then the Cardi B uh, jerk barbecue tips. Bang it. Find your local corner store, 7 Eleven, wherever rap sacks are sold in your community and cop. You will not be disappointed. No, that's dope. With a dab of ranch. No, you know what? I wanted, I always wanted to respect that line, but the Migos, they've done so much for me to just, it makes me smile every time I hear somebody say that. <laughs> uh, so today's topic. We're going to talk about um, going where you're celebrated rather than places where you are tolerated. This is kind of stemmed from this Meek Mill situation at the Cosmo in, um, Look, Vegas. in, in Vegas. Yes. And I, Huey and I were talking about this before we started recording. And it's kind of one of those things where. We can't tell, or I'm not going to speak for you. So in this situation, I cannot tell if it's fully, full on racist versus business. Um, And I know that you have worked in hotel situations before, Huey. So I think you will probably have a better, um, a better eye for this. So I figured that's why we could probably speak about it here. I do have. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I'm going to lean towards the side of 
business with the undertone of racism. Okay. Racism, racist driven business. Mm. That's what I'm going to say it was. It didn't make sense. Like, well, number one, any, every business, well, most businesses at least have the right to, you know, okay, it's, we reserve the right to deny you entry, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to argue at that point. I'm just going to go home because clearly you don't want me here. So I'm not going to argue as to why. Right now, I'm going to go home and get on social media. These motherfuckers said I couldn't come in for some bullshit ass reasons. But I'm not going to sit down and argue with you. For what? But then their story switched up because they told Meek, you know, always for the protection of our guests, which to me, again, it'll err on the side of racist business. We're not going to act like Meek Mill has a, a, you know, scotch-free pass or anything, but you don't hear any stories about, oh, the hotel, the Hilton was shot up the other day because niggas was trying to get Meek. Like, you that doesn't happen. So I feel like the excuse of protecting your guests was a cop-out. A business move nonetheless, but a cop-out. Um... But then their story switched up when they talked to the press and they was like, well, it was the club was at capacity. But Meek wasn't even he was like, well, if I if I go up there to get dinner, y'all going to still want to arrest me. And they're like, yeah, you're trespassing. You got to go. Um. So, yeah, it's it's weird. I wasn't security. I was just at the front desk. So it was more so, yeah, you need to have a credit card on file or. Okay, you probably are gonna be cool with this little cash deposit, but don't fuck this room up because if you do, it's my ass, and if it's my ass, I'm coming to find you. Real. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my take on. It's a lot of levels and factors that go into it, but at the end of the day, I I will say that it was wrong, and I do feel as though race definitely played a factor into it, no matter what excuse they try to use for exercising their right to deny him entry um mm-hmm. and i wouldn't have argued i would just been like okay fuck y'all bye and handled it however i handled it but i'm not gonna sit there and argue with you i have better things to do than try to gain entry somewhere that i'm not wanted for whatever reason it is for not wanting me there so that's my yeah no i absolutely i absolutely situation. agree on that and and I appreciate and I appreciate that take as well. I think um while I understand from the business perspective to be like we have the right to refuse you. Um I think when I saw so many people online saying like just go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated, like you don't have to um you don't have to go there and yes, and I understand how Vegas works. There's a lot of hotels on the strip. You didn't necessarily have to go there. But what about preferences, right? Like what if I prefer to be in here? They have a nice place. I like I like coming in here, this, that, and the third. Maybe the customer service isn't the best. Um he was going to so, support DJ Muster, right? DJ Muster was doing a set at the the club, and that's what he was trying to get to, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's the part that I uh, maybe like glance over. I was trying to figure out why he was there because I only saw the restaurant part. Um, and the so restaurant I was just like, part was he was like, so if I go in to get something to eat, is that still like y'all still going to arrest me? They was pretty much like, yeah. But I think he was trying to get to the club, which is why when it came to the press, they said the club was at over capacity. So that's why they wouldn't let him in. 
But I think that was his main intentions of being there to begin with. Yeah, I think. See, it's so it's so complicated. So I'm trying to figure out as far as like the goal where you're tolerated or goal where you're celebrated, not tolerated situation is. I don't think that's why is that in this situation? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What do you be like? Yeah. My thing is like, <laughs> how do you know that? It, being black is is there like are there black owned casinos and restaurants everywhere like i mean like think about like that thing is just like you need to and when you're in vegas just go where you're celebrated and like all right but where but is my that? homie is doing the set here and that's like i'm, I'm right. going to celebrate my homie <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> i i'm the one doing the celebrating <laughs> like yeah yeah uh so yeah that's the thing that's i'm very confused about uh people's reactions to things i think that's really like what my main point is it's like well yeah never mind just shake that off but you should have never been over there anyway and you're like yeah that's not that's not exactly what happened yeah so so i'm very confused about um about that particular situation i think overall when i hear people say that go where you're celebrated now we're tolerated um like i said to you before i think that's very much preaching to the choir and does that do anything to move you and your audience forward right so like uh so i've made the joke before about like how beyonce and and Nicki minaj and all of them skipped all those bet awards um and everybody kept being like well she'll never show up and she don't she don't care about us and this that the third and we hardcore audience and blah 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 and i'm like but yeah but what if she don't want to sit next to DMX's entourage? Listen. <laughs> so, and the Grammys need to recognize. And, and so, now what? I hope she don't go there no more either. But my thing is with Beyonce, Beyonce went somewhere that she was celebrated called the NAACP Image Awards. And she was hounded. Like, everybody's trying to take a picture. Omari Hardwick put his little lips on her twice. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was like, that was weird. It's like, yeah, okay. I'm gonna, I want to go where I'm celebrated. But, like, can y'all back the fuck up? <laughs> like, celebrate me from your seat. Like, don't. I don't feel like Beyonce will be at the Grammys and people are running up trying to sneak selfies and, like, line it up to take pictures with her. But at the NAACP, like they, that was allowed. Because yeah. if I was in charge, I would have like, if y'all don't sit y'all asses down, like this is not a meet and greet. Y'all are that was very adults. weird. It was sit the fuck down. <laughs> like, if Beyonce wants to talk to you, she'll come find you and talk to you. But <laughs> leave her the fuck alone. So it's dope to go where you're celebrating. Of course. I don't think anybody wants to not go places where they're celebrated, but at the same time, there has to be a certain level of behavior, a certain standard at least. And if that standard doesn't meet how, like the environment that I want to be in, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to, I'm going to be more comfortable somewhere well, I'm quote-unquote tolerated as opposed to somewhere where I'm celebrated, but I can't breathe and I'm just being bombarded. Like, it's 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 a give and take. 
Um, but you also have to go places where you're tolerated because a lot of the times that's where opportunities are. That's where bigger opportunities are. And just because you're in a place where you're tolerated, that doesn't mean that there aren't individuals there who celebrate you. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, that's, that's your networking up in a sense. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a give and take you. I feel like when you are famous and you are, well, not even famous, when you're just trying to move up whatever ladder you're moving up, you have to go where you're celebrated and you have to go where you're tolerated too. It's a mix and it sucks. It's unfortunate, but it's, it's networking, it's shoulder rubbing, it's meeting people. And just because you're in a place where you're generally celebrated, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're respected. That doesn't mean that everybody in that space celebrates you. So it's, it's a give and take. And I feel like it just boils down to discernment and knowing how you're going to move in these spaces and, and strategize for your betterment. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that's the same thing. Like, um, I, if you hang out and you constantly frequent places that you're celebrated, that is your way to network across, um, versus like you said, going places where you're tolerated, where people probably celebrate you there as well too. Right. So I think of me in that situation of like, Yes, hanging out with Drake and hanging out with Rick Ross and all that other stuff is networking across versus hanging out with like, uh, you know, Robert Kraft and all those other people who run like NFL teams is networking up and hanging out with Jay-Z and stuff like that. Um, So that is the my take on that, too. But also constantly going to places. Um, I think we talked about this very much in like an episode about friendship is like. When you go into places where you are celebrated, you're also in a space where people kind of aren't in the, in the realm to tell you the truth. They um, they they think everything you do is cool. They won't never really check you or challenge you. Um, they essentially kind of, you know, even if you're giving a half-hearted effort, they still applaud you for that because they want you to continue to be as them. It's easy to get complacent in, in places like that. I would agree. Um, and so when you want to go somewhere else, whether it's outside your comfort zone or whatever, those are the places where you will challenges. They'll put you to the test. You'll meet people who will challenge you and inspire you to be better and and require more of you. Um, so that whole just go where you're celebrated thing is kind of just like, hey, man, don't rock the boat. That's what it always sounded like to me. Mm. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't like that shit because it's easy. And then when it's time to make more money make more connections, be a better person, do whatever it is, then it's you sold out, you switched up, you ain't the same, like all of that. And so it's easy for all of those rooms to switch on you. Um, you right. You are absolutely and so th- right. And that's the thing that I've always really kind of been like really, um, really eerie about. I think um, between us, as two people who are creative and constantly try to make things and better themselves and their professions, the main thing, especially when both of us deal with various forms of, um, 
uh, it's not mental illness. It doesn't feel like the correct word, but like mental challenges. Um, uh, it, you, we're always in a space where we have to challenge ourselves, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you're going out for different roles, I'm trying to create something that's different. These are things that are not normally in our wheelhouse or kind of like, yeah, I can use a little bit of my skill to do this thing, but everything else is like a challenge. Um, and that takes tremendous effort and tremendous conver- um, <laughs> concentration, not conversation, but uh, concentration to kind of get those things done. And I may not be in a room where everybody's excited for me to be in there, but I know this room is better because I'm in it. <laughs> so I need to be in here and, and shake shit up. Yeah. So that's kind of that reason why I never really liked that whole uh just i mean just go where everybody loves you man like like i said man it's just not cheers <laughs> I don't i don't want to walk in and people scream jay or norm or whoever else name that is cool it feels good it does feel good to be home and good to be appreciated and loved in that way but i also want to come in here and make you uncomfortable uh i want you to be like damn man he, he coming for us I, much like i hearken back to beyonce at the cmt he's oh where i heard you don't like the dixie chicks guess who i'm bringing listen <laughs> Let me come shut this shit down real quick. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think that's my favorite moment. Like, y'all didn't want me in here. Now I'm in here. And check out who I brought. Damn, <laughs> so, bitches that you hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like that's, I think that's why we're all really excited for, like, Lil Nas X and all the other stuff. When we see people go through adversity and then kick the door down anyway, that's the thing we love. If she would have just been like, fuck it, man, play daddy lessons on fucking BET, we wouldn't have cared. Yeah. We just been like, oh, okay, they playing daddy lessons on BC, I guess, but cool. But now you like, nope, <laughs> we we took Tim McGraw and them off the lineup, and they put me and I snuck the Dixie chicks in through the back door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so and then like, and to add on to that, going where you're tolerated and gaining that and, and solidifying your your right to be there helps other people into those spaces as well. Absolutely. So it's it's a give and take. But on the other hand, when it comes to being a consumer, how do you feel about the going where you're celebrated as opposed to where you're tolerated? Not necessarily, you know, for business, but where you're putting your money and stuff like that. Like if Meek was going to stay at that hotel. Um, so when you're a consumer, I think... Uh, I think it's tough, right? So, prime example, and I deal with this a lot um lately. Um, is it my reference to this or similarity uh in the situation is like going to music stores. Um, I actually talk about this mm. a lot on Just Say Words. So, um, I hate going to music stores, but I need to go to music stores. Um, whether it's Guitar Center, uh, Alpha Music. Um, there's just one by my house. It's this small place called Music Go Round. Um, I hate going in there. The thing about it is, is because they are profiling me as a black person the moment I come in there. Yeah, I've been I don't know what it is. A record store before, for sure, right? So I don't know what the issue is. I so the thing that I can it's like explain it is black folks go in the music store and they never buy anything or they don't buy things that um expensive things. Um, and I know that's not true. 
Because most of those places, like the guitar center by my house, a lot of churches buy their equipment from there. So they come with like some set dollar amount check or whatever the issue is. And they get a bunch of keyboards, drums, all types of shit. Um, so I remember being in uh guitar center and I was in line. This was around the time that I had kind of just made it might have been my second year, just say words. And I was trying to buy microphones and a mic stand and all kinds of like I had all these questions about like wanting to make the podcast sound better. Um, and I had came with like a, a certain amount of money. Like I came with like a good amount. Like I was I knew I off rip I'm gonna spend three hundred. Uh they were taking their time, they saw me, they were they were helping this white dude in, in front, and uh he was hemming and hawing about buying stuff, trying to haggle with them, which I don't understand why people haggle stores. They're not going to be like, you know what? We're going to change the price just for you. Uh, that's not that's not the way those stores work. Uh, he ends up leaving, doesn't buy anything. Out of the blue, this white kid walks in with no shirt on, surfing shorts, and no shoes. And they he walked into the section, into like the microphone section, and they stopped the line to go talk to him. And they saw me. They saw me standing there. And I was like, what What the fuck's happening? Uh, they went and talked to him. And they, he asked a bunch of questions. Then he just walked out. I walked right up to the counter and like just told them the microphones that I wanted. This is how much and I want to pay. They didn't give them a hard time or anything. And the dude was like, oh, man, I thought this was going to be a really hard transaction. How? <laughs> how, how, did, how did you think it was going to be a hard transaction? You didn't give me a shot. You walked around. And like made eye contact, but never like said hello for like any of that. None of the customer service shit. You just assume because black folks come in this section. I've been in Guitar Center enough times to like where they're just like, it's just black dudes back here to play with the keyboards. Um, That's why that gift or that whole like movie clip of Ryan Leslie, like walking around doing all other shit is really funny because that's really what black dudes be doing. But that doesn't mean they're not going to buy anything. I do see everybody back there playing with the mixers, playing with the keyboards. But that's what that store is for. It's for to demo things. Right. Like, you, you have it out for people to play with <laughs> exactly and so the it, it it bothers me and i run into that most of the time in almost all music stores uh they you know they see you they either like you said they're either following you around but they're not trying to help you they're just trying to watch you and uh or they think you're not going to buy anything so they don't even speak to you um and so from a consumer standpoint it's it's back to the same thing. Sometimes those places where I'm celebrated, where they where they want me to spend money with them, and I love spending money with Black folks, and I love spending money in my community. But sometimes they don't have everything, or they don't have the high quality version. Whether it's it's um you know a music store, sometimes it's a food store, whatever it is. I still because want to give them my money, but I need that other thing. <laughs> listen, the Jamaican restaurants that tolerated my ass gave me the best food. It was better sure. than the ones that celebrated my ass. The ones where you walk in and they look at you like you crazy. Like, why the fuck are you here? Oh, yeah. We yes. sell food. What do you want? Best food. The ones, hi, welcome to, how can I help? The worst food. Cocoa bread was dry. Mm. Rice and beans was dry. Beef, Oxtail beef was patty. skimp. Beef patty almost empty. <laughs> where is dry. Where? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that's real. Y'all got everything in stock? The fuck? Kind of shit. The jerk dry. Yeah. But the ones when they rude as fuck. Best art yeah. sales of my life. 
No, that's no, and that's that's a great comparison because that's definitely a soul food spot like that around here, where it's like (laughs) they never have fucking anything. They love you, but they don't never have shit. Oh, what's up, man? How you doing, man? How your mama now? Hey, man, I'm good. Hey, man, I get the fish platter. Oh, no, we ain't got no more fish, man. All right, that's cool, man. Let me get the shrimp platter. Oh, man, we man, we low on shrimp, man. I mean, just let me get the crab cake, man. Oh, we ain't got no crab cake. <laughs> then go home, nigga. Like, what you want? <laughs> go leave. Why are you Why open? Y'all open still? <laughs> yes, go get out of here. Uh, but like you said, you go to the other seafood spot. They in the mad. Get yeah, what you want. Uh, uh, can I get the? Uh, can I get the uh, fish and shrimp combo? We not have that. That's it. <laughs> like mad, mad that they gotta cook. <laughs> so we not have no more goats. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Jamaican spots that don't ever have anything. Uh, I can't ever tell if they're good or bad because they never have anything. No, when they have it, it's good as fuck. <laughs> no, that's real. That's a hundred percent true. That's why they run out. So, At least that's what I yeah. told myself to make sense of it. No, that's fair. So, how do you feel like as a consumer? Is that uh, um, as a consumer, I I definitely believe in making it a priority to invest in things that celebrate me, especially being black and queer I I make it a point to not put money into things that don't support me as a human which is why I make the personal granted I don't eat meat anymore anyway but if I did I wouldn't still go to Chick-fil-A I don't care what anybody else does but they money but I wouldn't put my money there Um, okay I'm very mindful of, you know, brands of prod like my uh, Dr. Bronner's Castile soap. I looked them up and saw what they were about before I make them a staple in my my repertoire. Um, so I do believe in that. But like you said, it's times where it's only available where you're tolerated or maybe not even not wanted. And it's yeah. like, so do I go without or do I just get my shit? I'm going to get my shit. Yeah. All the while finding somewhere, I can get it somewhere else. Um, Like the, it's a vegan spot by my house. And I stopped going for a while because they had vendors in there. Number one, they sell fucking hidden colors on DVD. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Hmm. These are some niggas that probably would give me a <laughs> headache. But I saw it was a vendor in there. They had a book. Um, and it was some like a feminization of the African, some bullshit like that. Oh. So I stopped going because this is like, if you allow this vendor that sells this, am I really welcome in here? But then oh, I had to say, okay. okay, I had to think about it. Okay, it's not them selling the stuff it's the vendor so is it really their fault so i still go every now and then um but yeah it's hard to find those places where it's like okay i'm putting money into a business that isn't going to put money into something that's going to tear me down no that makes a lot of sense i think in the barbershop don't listen oh yeah no that's real but I, but i also think like a lot of what we do is that like we have that constant fight right um so as a person who is not 
uh, queer, but wants to stand with like, you know, uh, my queer homies. I do still go to Chick-fil-A and it makes me some days it makes me feel bad. And then some days I just don't even think about it. Um, <laughs> I think that actually has a lot to do with privilege. Um, and, and not like, I, it also makes me question how invested I really am. Right. Like you can give up the spicy chicken <laughs> if you, you care about people's lives. Right. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, but that is a, a thing that sometimes it's not always at the forefront of my mind. Uh, or I think about it after the fact where I'm like, damn yeah that sucks yeah you you could you could be you could be better um it also the same thing too i feel like i deal with um that fight where like going to music stores going to hardware stores is really weird uh i'm trying to step up my diy game um but a lot of times you got to deal with these white dudes who know a lot but they don't want to talk to you either they don't want to ask you. They want to answer you a bunch of questions and all the other shit. And I'm and like you said, going to places where you are celebrated, like there are mom and pop handy, uh, like handy stores, but they don't have everything, uh, or whatever, whatever the issue is, or constantly having that battle of being like, I hate going here, but they got the thing that I need, or right, um, like or like the mix situation, like what if yeah, like what if I really like that hotel? We all know how Vegas is laid out. There's tons of hotels, right? You go to Circus Circus, the Aria, you can go to all types of fucking places, right? But if you're like, no man, I just like the way the beds are, or I like the way everything's set up at the Cosmo, that's where I want to be at. Like, you shouldn't have to deal with that. Because at the end of the day, like you said, we're customers. Like, we really have the final say. I don't really know how this business gets the I know that they have the right to refuse you, but that is some minority report style. Well, if you come in here, we know you're going to be trouble. Like that, that was very fucked up. Right. And in that instance, I would not go there. I guess I would have just left and I still would have said something about it, but I wouldn't sat there and argue because I wasn't going to get in. It wasn't going to serve me any purposes, waste of time. Um, but yeah, but like I said, he wasn't even there to stay. He was trying to get in to see his homie. Like, yeah, it is a very confusing thing. So at this point, we'll ask you guys in the audience, what do you guys think? Are there situations where you appreciate being celebrated, but you you don't it doesn't matter not that it doesn't matter but like you want to go somewhere else you want to you want to do something else you want to be a part of something else or something that's bigger um have you had ever like have you ever had a situation where you uh were treated bad in customer service we would love to hear your story so be please use the hashtag grow bro pod uh and share those stories with us do that hey so normally on my b-day somewhere around four i like to drink lemonade if all those things make sense then that means that you like me are listening to the boys love beyonce podcast with charnel and huey so whether it's around four whether it's lemonade whether you uh rocket whatever tune in to conversations about beyonce all things beyonce and sometimes a little bit of blue ivy so yeah turn in tune in to the boys love beyonce show uh, with Charnel and Huey. Uh, do you want to move into uh, weed or seed? Yeah.
(laughs) (laughs) So what are things, due to this conversation about being celebrated and being tolerated, what are things that you will seed and what are things that you will weed out of your life? Um, I am going to seed, well, I'm going to weed out, rather, my aversion to going to places where I'm celebrated. I mm. will admit that to some extent there is a, still a little bit of anti-blackness within me that I'm working on. Okay. Um, And like that association with, you know, black spaces and lower standards, although it, it does fit my experiences, I know it's not the reality. Mm. So I'm working on, you know, moving out of that mindset. It's difficult. Yeah, I was about to say, that sounds, first of all, like, shout out to you for acknowledging that. And then also, that is tough. Cause yeah, it I feel like, like it jumped out a lot in this conversation, too. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm going to weed out that and actually give us, you know, a fair chance and all that stuff. And then I'm going to plant seeds of determination when it comes to navigating spaces where I'm merely tolerated so that I can show and prove that I deserve to be celebrated in those spaces as well. And that there are other people who look and identify like I do who deserve to be celebrated in those spaces as well. Yeah. Dang, that's dope, man. Um, For me, I will weed out um, I will weed out the feelings of being complacent uh, when I attend places where I am celebrated. Um, mm. While I really appreciate those places, it is easy to stay in that and um, indulge in that feeling for longer than you should. It is. Um, and think that you nothing is wrong and that you have nothing to work on. And Yeah. Absolutely. No, same. You, yeah, you can live in there. That could be your, your, you can make it your reality if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, I will seed, um, I will see the idea of challenge, <laughs> uh, or being able to challenge things through communication and spots where I am tolerated, right? So when people are acting as if they don't want me to be there or making faces or making comments, uh, just simply being able to challenge them. Hey, man, um, I'm just trying to do business with y'all or, um, you know, let me know, like, why y'all feel like that? Or like, have you had a bad experience? Because most of the time that thing doesn't have anything to do with you. There is somebody who, like you said, might identify or look like you or be a part of your particular group who is maybe rub somebody else the wrong way. Both of those things are not my fault, but I want to, like you said, it is my duty to make people that look like me um, and, and, uh, and those things <laughs> move forward. And I also need that space to be available for people like me. Representation in those spaces matters. Right. Um, and so that's why I, I wouldn't like to get to the root of that. So I'm going to seed, um, uh, thoughts and ideologies of challenging uh, the status quo through communication in those spaces. Um, and that's about it, man. 
That's efficient communication. Because if I was meek, I would have been like, I've been to all of these hotels. When has there ever been an issue with the guests? When have you heard a report of guests being of a hotel being in danger because I was there? You haven't. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, that's how I would have approached the situation. And then I would have yeah. left. Um, but again, it wasn't my situation to approach. So it's no, uh, no judgment. You know, I'm not going to say he handled it right or wrong. He handled it the way he handled it. And mm-hmm. that's his business. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I agree with what you said. And when it comes to, uh, approaching conversations and, and how you, again, strategically, uh, address certain things. So, yeah. For sure. That's it. That was a dope well, conversation. No, it was. And I appreciate you. Uh, I know we a little bit, we freestyled this one, y'all. So it was a little bit based <laughs> off a, <laughs> it was based off a feeling, uh, because it's hard to put into context, like what a space looks like when you're yeah. celebrated and what it looks like when you're tolerated. Right. And especially right. like with this, uh, as I like to call it, this new artisanal racism where you can't <laughs> you can't put your finger on it. You know something funky's happening, but it's easy for the people who are doing it to back out and be like, no, we're just doing business or no, it's just this thing or this is just our policy or blah, blah, blah. And you're like, nah, this looked like racism. And they got yeah. all the symptoms of racism. Um, yeah. Like I said, business, so, yeah. business, business, no, racism under the guise of business. That's what I should have right. said. No, for sure. That's exactly what it is. Um, so I really appreciate you and joining me in this conversation. It was a dope topic. Mm. All right. Shut it down. All right. So everybody remember. What's the shit? <laughs> <laughs> Seasons change. Man, things rearrange. But if it ain't growing, it's dead. We out of here. Peace.